This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. What up, what up, what up, America? Welcome to Monday. This episode is going to be a bit different today, and I'm excited about it. I actually think that... I think we're going to change up the format of this show. Um, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately, and, and I just I just think it's time for a bit of a change. And what I mean by that is, you know, we do this show three times a week, right? I think that we are going to go to more of a format of one is going to be a talking about everything that's going on kind of podcast, very much like what you're used to. Um, one will be, uh, more of a Q and a type thing. So every week we're going to be getting, you know, questions from you guys, make them good questions. Don't make them stupid questions because you just waste everybody's time in that regard. And to be blunt, I don't have time for it. Stupid questions get stupid answers. Yes. And at that point I'll say your name and your handle and everybody will know who you are. Um, and then, (laughs) and then last, I think we're going to have more of a discussion kind of like we're going to have today. Um, I'm going to talk about some stupid things that I see on, on the internet. And then, and then Plenty I want to talk that. to you about the point that just what I'm feeling and kind of what I want to get across. So as you see, cause you've clicked on this, the title of this episode is know your value because we're all addicted, or maybe it's going to say, because we're all addicts. I don't know, mm. but, it, but you're going to see it and you're going to be like, huh, oh, what does that mean? You know, well, we gotcha. I'm going gotcha. to, I'm going to explain to you what I think it means. Um, uh, basically, I, one of the biggest things uh, this past weekend I asked, because um, I'm thinking about doing some uh, videos uh, to be available to you guys, um, kind of teaching how to do certain things. I have people ask me questions all the time. So I made a post about, hey, these people that you see on the internet, uh, successful people, creators, etc., what are some things that you would want to learn or what are some things that you would like to see more of, et cetera. And the overwhelming majority was how to f- be successful, how to change our, our, my life around, how to find my purpose, how to, honestly, a lot of people were like, hey, I just really want to know 500 bucks to like 1500 bucks extra a month would radically transform my life. How did you do that? Like, how did you go from paycheck to paycheck to, to, you know, where, where we're at now? And so there was a lot of things about value and, and, and purpose and worth and this and that. And 
I'm going to do that. I think that's a really good idea. Me and Zach have actually talked about this in the past. We have. Making these videos available. So I'm excited now. Making these videos available. And uh, I think that's what we're going to do. It's going to take some time to make those. But I think once we make them, honestly, they're kind of evergreen things that can live forever. So once you have access to that, you can always go back to it. You can always do this. uh, You know, how to... Radically transform your life to make 500 to 1500 extra bucks a month. How to uh, become an entrepreneur, how to start your own business. You know, how many people, Zach included, actually yep. have had no or have no idea how to even actually get an LLC and how to start it's, this it's stuff? Not, it's really pretty simple. Graham walked me through it. And honestly, guys, like, the only way you're going to learn is if you do it. Yeah. And and yeah, there's been a lot of people that have asked about Monolith's marriage. You've read the book uh, about how we almost lost our marriage. And 70% of Americans are either divorced or thinking about getting divorced, et cetera. Um, th- there's just a lot of there, – there's a there was a lot of things that people – are so just we got a lot of content we searching can create. For, well, there we go. Well, right, searching for and this and that. There's a Hope lot. Of, out. There's a lot of people who want to learn how to be a voice and how to be a creator and all of these things. There's a lot of people who want to learn how to do you know advertising and things like that on the side and 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 basically finding your passions and how to do it. And so I'm going to do those things because that's something that's exciting to me. I really like. Um, offering value in that regard. But the biggest thing that I noticed was all of these things, all of this stuff was based around value. That's what it was. Like all of these things that people want to know is based around a value, not like a monetary value, but people wanted to know how to do and accomplish things that make them feel more valuable than Mm. they already are. And so I'm going to talk about that. Um, And uh, I'm also going to talk about the fact that I think we're all addicts and I'm going to explain that, but I'm going to leave that one for you to guess until we get there. Mm. So first we're going to talk about stupid things that I saw on the internet. Then we're going to talk about knowing our value. Then we're going to talk about how we're all addicts and how they both play in to each other. But before we do any of that, we got to get into a sponsor. All right, listen up, folks. The last time we went through a recession, there were stocks that literally went to zero. Washington Mutual, Lehman Brothers, Chrysler, multiple blue chip stocks went to little or no value almost overnight. Could that happen again? Uh, The way the things are going in Biden's economy, I think that is more possible than not. So why not own something that has never been valued at zero? G-O-L-D. That spells Gold. Historically, it's your best hedge against inflation, which is rising like an atomic nuclear missile as we speak. The savviest Americans diversify their savings to protect them from downturns in the market, from global instability, and from a falling dollar. Do you? Burge Gold Group helps you hold gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account. So whether you've got a 401k, an IRA, or let's just say you've got some savings you've been working so hard to protect, all you have to do is text the word GRAHAM, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, to 9898. 
98. There was some confusion about this earlier, so I'm going to say it again. The number is 989898, and you text the word Graham, G-R-A-H-A-M, to get your 20-page free information kit from Birch Gold. There are no strings attached. Free information is vital information. So all you got to do is text the word Graham to 989898. All right, so to start this off, I just... You know, it's kind of what I do. I do you know that I got a, another uh, guideline violation from TikTok? I'm be- not shocked because I I posted about the stupidity that was <clears throat> the TikTok challenge of people cooking chicken in Nyquil. Like that's a real thing. I. Talked about how horrible it was and how stupid it was. And you got a community And guideline? they gave me a community guideline strike for promoting dangerous acts. You said not to do it. I said how I didn't say not to do it. Oh. I said how stupid it was. Either way, I was not pro the cooking of chicken in NyQuil, but I got another... Di- dude, you where, just Where can't- do these... Okay, my first question is, where do these idiotic challenges come from? I don't know. First like, of all, uh, well, okay. And if we're being honest, I may have said, if you're the type of person that thinks cooking chicken and NyQuil is a good idea, maybe that's kind of natural selection. You know, I mean, I, I, there, may, yeah, that, I may have yeah. said that, but I still <laughs> was not promoting a dangerous act. That's not what I was doing. But well, you were way, trying to be funny. And remember, comedy is dead. I got another, I got another strike. But either way, I got a couple things <clears throat> that are stupid or just crazy, or to be honest, I just find them kind of funny, <laughs> and so we're going to talk about it. This first one could go either way. Crazy, disrespectful, but also could be hilarious. You decide as I read uh, as I read this article. A man with 48-year grudge caught peeing on ex-wife's grave every day. <laughs> Dang. Where, where was that at? Hold on. Okay. Now, now I have not read the article. <laughs> I've just read the caption. So here we go. Wait. So, but no one ever found out for 48 years? It starts off by saying, whatever happened to letting someone rest in peace? A man with an apparent 48-year grudge has been going each morning. Has he been going for 48 years? Each morning to urinate on the grave of his ex, much to the horror of her kids who realized something was wrong when they discovered bags of poop left on their mom's final resting place. <laughs> Talk about not letting things go. It's terrible. Go. It's terrible. I'm sorry. Oh it's real bad. That's horrible. That's something Michael Scott would do, I swear. I don't, think, I don't even think Michael Scott would go uh, that far. Oh, yes, he would. I don't think he would. Oh, my gosh. Why, okay, but, but 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 what is the feud? I'm trying to see. There's the man. Yep, straight up unzipping his pants on night cam. Let's see here. When they checked the camera footage, they spotted the gross visitor. Uh, married to her later. It, it doesn't say what the was grudge it the is. Kid? Was I got to know what the grudge is. That Murphy claims he's gone to the cops at least. Blah, 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 blah. They don't tell you what the grudge is. What is this? You can't do this to us, New York Post. We have to know what happened. Did she cheat on him? The post of what man catch the man as he's been described. It doesn't say. This is so. Well, what a big letdown. It doesn't even tell us what the grudge is. I'm sorry, America. That's not me. 
Um, that is not our fault. We tried to report it to you guys, but we can't. A bit of good news. Okay. In rising inflation costs across the world, Costco has taken a stand. Costco has made the decision about their world-famous $1.50 hot dog and a soda combo that it will never be more expensive, no matter how bad inflation gets. Costco saving the world one hot dog and soda at a time. We need more Costco's in Costco our life. CFO reiterated that the cheap price point on the fan favorite deal would stay in place during the company's fourth quarter earnings call on Thursday. Biden can't do nothing to mess with a hot dog and a good uh, drink. I don't like the word soda. Uh, oh, I don't either. I hate it. Oh, my gosh. My my in-laws from Oregon live here now, and that's what they call it. My roommate soda. from Canada calls it pop. Oh, God. That's even worse. I just say soft drink. That's, that's, no, soft drink is like from the dispenser. What do you say? If you don't say soda or pop. A drink. I want a drink. I want a Coke. Oh, okay. I want a, I want, I, so, I call it what it is. I, I okay, want, no, yeah, I want yeah, a same, Coke. Same, I, just, I want a Mountain Dew. I, you know, like this, uh, do you want a soda? What kind of soda? Well, I want a Coke. Just call it what it is. What, yeah, no, no. Do no, you no. want a pop? Oh, what, do you want to get slapped in the <laughs> face? What, what, what do you want? Which side? I'll let you pick. I'm hey, a gentleman. give me a pop. I, I don't understand, man. I don't get it. Uh, let's see. Governor Gavin Newsom. Our favorite. Has said that if Biden doesn't run for president, he's going to run. Um, if you just Google Gavin Newsom and click on images, you will immediately find photos of him that looks as though he could have been the villain in every movie from 1985 to now. He is... The epitome of a villain. And before we got to get into the next sponsor, really quick, to show you how amazing he is, California Governor Gavin Newsom has signed a bill allowing illegal immigrants to obtain a state ID. Because wow. the rest of us have to, like, you know, uh, go through the process, prove that we live somewhere and all this stuff. Right now, Alyssa is going to get a new driver's license and we're married. We have a, a marriage certificate, but all the bills are in my name. They won't give her a driver's license because she didn't have her name on any bills, utility bills, where we live, even though we have a marriage certificate. But illegal aliens can just go get one. No big deal. That's your governor in California. All right, we got more to talk about, but before we do that, next sponsor. All right, Healthy Cell is the next generation of dietary supplements. If you take supplements in pill form now, it's time to change. Studies show that you don't absorb most of the nutrients in pills. So if you're not absorbing the nutrients, why are you taking the pills? That's why doctors and nutritionists created Healthy Cell, a great tasting ingestible gel with 165% more absorption than pills. It's hard to make a vitamin liquids or gels taste good naturally, but Healthy Cell somehow manages to do it and improve absorption at the same time. Listen, at the end of the day, if you want to take care of your body, especially as we get older, I just had COVID the other day. My family had it. We all took this stuff. It really does work. It gets the vitamins that your body needs and it does absorb quicker, faster, and effectively. So what are you doing? Want a multivitamin that does the job right and tastes great? You want Healthy Cell. All you got to do is visit Healthy 
HeatCell.com slash ground. That's H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L.com and use the code GRAM for 20% off your first order. Go to HealthyCell.com slash GRAM now. All right, so this next thing um, comes from our vice president, Kamala Kamalama. Everyone's favorite person. Kamala Kamala Harris. All right, so as I said, I read the title, and we're going to read the article in real time together. So this is real instant reaction, not planned, not nothing. Here we go. All right, the title or the caption says, Kamala Harris suggests you don't have to change your faith to agree with Democrats on abortion. Okay, all right. The uh, Vice President Kamala Harris suggested during an interview in Wisconsin that people do not have to change their faith or abandon deeply held beliefs to agree the government should not be telling a woman what to do with her body. Uh, WISN 12's Jared Jordan asked Harris about Wisconsin's role in the upcoming midterm election. Wisconsin will help decide the future of our country, and that is... What Wisconsin does. Classic quote from Kamala. When we look at a woman's right to make decisions about her own body, we need to additional. Oh, we need two additional seats in the Senate. One of which will be Mandela Barnes to say, listen, let's stop playing politics with women's bodies. You don't have to change your faith or abandon your faith or your deeply held beliefs to agree. The government should not be telling a woman what to do with her body. Well, we agree that uh, you don't have to change your faith or abandon your faith or your deeply held beliefs to agree that the government should not allow women to murder children. That seems pretty easy to me. Yep. And, and again, you if you believe in a religion that believes that life begins at conception, if you agree with anything that is pro-abortion, you are changing your faith, abandoning your faith, or leaving your deeply held beliefs. I'm telling you, man, this stuff of the government... See, here's another thing. How come Kamala Harris can mix church and state right there? Do you see what she did? Mm -hmm. You see how she mixed the two together to try to to be like, oh, well, you know, uh, yeah, you don't have to... You know, let go of you your can faith be Christian and, and, go along and all with this, this stuff. Yeah. But abortion, but if Christians actually go, no, 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 you can't, you don't, if you believe the Bible, you can't vote for people that are pro-abortion. That's wrong. But Kamala Harris, you see, again, they are allowed to do whatever they want. To do whatever they want, however they want to do it, however it fits the narrative. But us, we're not allowed to do that. I like the way you said narrative. That was pretty good. Narrative, yeah. yeah. All right, this one was just too hilarious not to get to, and I know I said this is going to be a really serious show, and, and I, I do, I do we'll have get there. some, I do have some serious points. It's my I, fault. I just right couldn't. Now. Yeah, Zach, again, just interrupting the show's I'm sorry, flow guys. at this point. I just couldn't let this one go. I, I, I saw it, and I was like, I've got to read this. Uh, I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna start off by reading it. New York Post is reporting. Our brains may relive happy memories as we die. That's the title. And that kind of makes sense. Hold on. 
I just want to know who they're asking to verify. That's all I want to know. Are they going up and interviewing dying people? I, you know, because, no, but I mean, it says, no, no, no. It says our brains may relive happy memories as we die. But it says, so the people, so they're dead now. I just want to know who you verify this with. Like, anyway, all right, let's see what it says. For many, life's greatest mystery is what happens after death. What, if anything, awaits after we take our final breath? Others, however, are more concerned with the more immediate practicalities. What does the dying process feel like? Is there any consciousness that remains in the moments between this world and whatever comes next? Is it like experiencing falling asleep, slow drift into nothingness, or are we aware of the shuffling off this mortal coil? Uh, dying is an experience unique to the individual and their loved ones, explains Dr. Patrick Steele, palliative care specialist at Victoria's Palliative Care Southeast. There is much more than the psychological changes that contribute to the dying experience. For example, a person's personality, their burden of disease, da 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 da, da. However, here we go, certain <laughs> physiological changes that can happen across the board. Regular breathing patterns can change. It continues. Sometimes it can happen faster than normal and other times slower. In the final days, there can be periods where there are long gaps between breaths, causing them to become noisy at the end of life. This is a buildup. Okay, now this is just talking about people as they die. Get to the point. Uh, doctors were conducting continuous electro... Oh, Lord. Electro... I can't, an EEG, whatever that means, on a patient who had developed epilepsy when the patient had a heart attack and died during the process. Okay, so that's what I said. They're dead. Okay. It allowed them to chart the activity of the human brain during death, and they discovered rhythms of activity similar to memory retrieval. So these people are saying that it is possible that when you die, you relive happy memories. Hmm. Again, I'm just curious how you verify this. Because the people that you're claiming that it happened to, your little jump on the screen there, they're dead. So when I die and I go to heaven, I'll just ask around and verify. When you die, you're going to think about the best day of your life. Verified by no one. Because they're all dead. I just don't, I just don't understand. I don't understand. Do you realize if I were to put something out there like that, do you realize just constant? The comment section would be insane. It would be absolutely, it would be astronomical. It would be astronomical. Okay. Uh, Let's move on to the point here. All right. So the title of this thing is know your value, right? Um. Because we're all addicts <laughs> or something like that. We'll figure out. Uh, uh, normally, I have an idea, and then Zach churches it up uh, and makes it No, we usually better. go with your idea. Um, I, I like I like know your value because we're all addicts. <laughs> I like that because people are going to be like, what? <laughs> okay. So, so, again, I'm joking. as I told you at the beginning of this episode, I asked a lot of people a very specific question of what is it that you guys would like to see or hear or learn or be given 
by people that you deem to be successful or have a better marriage than you may think that you have or are further down the road than you think you may be, et cetera. And I was, I was, I, I wasn't shocked, but at the same time, I was kind of shocked by how little it was about, you know, improving yourself as a person or this or that. It, it was, it was all about value. But value in the sense of make more money. Value in the sense of finding a job and purpose. Value in the sense of uh, better status within whatever situation you find yourself in, whatever that may look like. Status is an interesting thing to me because status means a lot of different things to a lot of different People, maybe you're a police officer and you you're you want your status to be you want to become a detective or a lieutenant or a captain or sheriff one day. But outside of the community of policing, nobody really, you know, like I mean, nobody very few people actually know the difference between a captain in the police department and a normal patrol officer in the police department. Very few people know the difference of those things. Uh, maybe it's in your job. Maybe you're in a corporate world of finance or something like that. I don't even know what the, what the growth chart of finance looks like, but you could be the head of the finance community. And maybe to you, that's like a status that you're Mm -hmm. going after. But, but to the outside world, like, I don't know, (laughs) like I work in finance. Cool. (laughs) Like, you know, I don't know what that means. Everybody's idea of what status looks like is different. Well, I want influence in the community around me. Okay. Well, influence is, is this random thing. It's hard to put a measurement on it. What is influence to you is influence. You want influence, uh, in the sense of you want to be able to help a lot of people. Do you want influence in the sense of a lot of people listen to you? Uh, what is a lot of people to you? Uh, You know, uh, for me, a lot of people are like, okay, well, I speak in front of a lot of people. Well, in my mind, I automatically go to, well, what do you think a lot of people is? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and most people would be like, oh, 50 to a hundred people. You know, I, I had to speak in front of that. To me, a couple thousand, that's a bad, that's a bad turnout. I don't even want to speak at that, you know, because it, yeah. it's a bad turnout. Uh, it's it's relevant to whoever the person is, and then more specifically, uh, value in monetary means. Well, what does that mean? Well, I want more money. I want to make more money. I because if I make more money, then then I'll be better. Okay. Well, what's more money to you? What is that? You know what what, what does that look like yeah, to you? You got to define the stuff, Zach. Right off the top, if you had to deem money that you're at a successful point that you're good with that. And that's where you want to get to right now. What's the number? Uh, my goal per month is 10 grand. Okay. So that's 120 grand a year, right? Okay. I mean, that's like a starting off point, but like, yeah, but, but, but I would say a lot of people would, would just, just, if you had like gun to their head right now, they'd uh, six figures, right? Most people naturally, when they say six figures, they're talking about a hundred grand. Yeah. Okay, that's just natural. There is a very wide range of six figures. 
There's a hundred grand and nine hundred grand. And there's nine hundred ninety-nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine dollars. That's a big difference. And that is a gigantic difference. And so the, 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 there's there's all these differentiating th- differentiating things of what value is, and it all goes around the fact of people don't know their own value. Okay, people, people, and what I mean by that is, uh, some of you are thinking, well, yeah, Graham, you literally just said all that. Nobody knows what they're talking about. Well, yes, but the reason I'm bringing it up is because people are looking for their value in all the wrong places. It is, and, and, and I'm a victim of this as well, okay? So I've had so many of you write me about the most real episode I've ever done a while back. And so many of you have written that you want me to talk to you more as Graham, not as Graham Allen. So I'm going to attempt to do that more. So as Graham, I am telling you that I am the biggest victim of this of anyone I know. I have so many things to discuss with you and to tell you about. (laughs) But before we do that, we got to get into a sponsor. All right, guys, there is one cell phone company I trust to uphold your values. One cell phone company I trust to give you fair and honest pricing, and that is my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Stop giving your money to Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. There is a better way. Pure Talk is veteran-owned. Their customer service team lives right here in the U.S. That's right, American Jobs Go figure. And listen to this. You can get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data for just 30 bucks a month. Friends, the average family saves over $900 a year with Pure Talk. So why don't you make the switch and start saving today? All you got to do is go to puretalk.com, select the plan that's right for you, enter my promo code GRAM, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, and you'll get one month free. Go to puretalk.com and enter the promo code GRAM to switch to my company, Pure Talk, and get one month free. That's puretalk.com, offer code GRAM now. <laughs> All right, after that cliffhanger. Um, You're welcome. Yeah, yeah, blame it on Zach. It was my fault. I am a huge, huge, this is a very, very, very big issue with me. I have struggled my entire life. I turned 36 this year. Ooh, and old. and I have spent, I would say, the past 26 years of my life trying to figure out what my value is. Um, I came up in a home. A lot of you know this story. You've read the books. You've heard me talk about it. I grew up in a very works-driven type home, uh, super mm-hmm. religious works-driven Time home where nothing I did was ever good enough. And that can go one of two ways on the psyche of children growing up. It can it can go into this hyper depressive Eeyore. I'm never I, I'm worthless. Da, da, da. You can never reach the level that was set. Or you can go into the hyper, I'm going to freaking kill myself working so hard to prove every single one of you sorry people wrong. Mm-hmm. Both of them are rooted in the same thing. We're not good enough, right? 
Yeah. They're both rooted in the same thing, two very different ways of approaching the same uh the same dumpster fire that can relate to that. And 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 what I know in today's society is we all feel that way. And the reason why we all feel that way is because we're all addicts. See what I did there? I'm bringing it all the way around. Mm. Graham, what do you mean by we're all addicts? Well, right before I did this uh, episode, I asked Zach, what's his average screen time on his phone? What was your answer? So that's like three hours, three and a half hours. A day? Okay. Yeah, and way so, below the national average. So mine go. was four hours and 30 minutes gotcha a day. Um, and uh, the national average is seven hours and something a day on social media. Now, I want or just you to, cell phone. Well, yeah. Yeah, cell but mainly phone, social media, I'm sure. Yeah, but it's, yes, it's predominantly social media things. Now, you're like, oh, there's 24 hours in a day. That's not too bad. Ooh, you ain't awake for 24 hours. That's like hours almost a day. your whole day awake. You're on your phone. You are, you are only really awake for 14 hours. <laughs> so half your day is so on the ground. Half your day is on the internet. And so here's something that I've really had to. Uh, realize with myself. I have always told people, well, you know, uh, people have addictive personalities. I've never really struggled with those things. Beer, um, you know, drugs, none of that stuff. I mean, I've never really had any. I'm telling you right now, as on my children, I have never smoked weed a day in my life. Like, I've, I just haven't. It's not something that I've ever struggled with. Um, it's just not. Like, I, I don't, I've always told people I don't have an addictive personality but the truth is, that's a lie. The truth is, we all have an addictive personality to something. And I would argue that the vast pandemic that is going across our world right now is our addiction to our phones mm -hmm. and our addiction to social media. And Graham, how does all this relate? Well, I'm going to tell you how it all relates. Well, first of all, we all know this is science. This is proven. This is this. The second that you get a uh, a like, a ding, a comment, a share on your phone, dopamine is released in our brain. Makes you feel better. It you is get used the to it. same reaction that we get from uh, 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 alcohol, nicotine, sex, all of it. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. the, it's the exact same thing. And if anybody knows anything about anything. All those things are addictive. <laughs> All of them. They, Every they, single one. They have addictive things. And, and so I've realized that I am addicted to my phone. Mm -hmm. I'm, a, I'm addicted to social media. I'm addicted to... Now, I am at a slight disadvantage... <laughs> Because this is my job. You, you kind of use it for different purposes. But, but, but it doesn't matter because I'm not always working. Yeah and, yeah. and, and, and so, no, I'm telling you, I'm addicted to this device. Mm -hmm. I'm addicted to this device. If you, and here's some simple tests. Here's some simple tests to ask yourself this question right now. Whether you're married or single, when you wake up, what is the first thing you do? You go to your phone. What do you do, Zach? So actually, I've been combating that. I put my phone. Don't to, talk about combating. Okay. Just because you're the first, working oh yeah, on it, what I'm working is, on it. What is the first? In, let me rephrase for Mister Perfect over here. What's your first instinct when you get up every morning? And the first instinct is definitely to check your text. Did check someone the text me at three thirty a.m. 
in the morning? It like been an it, emergency. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Why are you even looking at the phone at first? But didn't nobody write you? Nobody. Yeah. Nobody want. Nobody wanted to talk to you at three o'clock in the morning. If you're married, and the first thing you do is check your phone and are swiping through your phone before you say hi to your spouse, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you get what they now are calling clinically phantom notifications, okay, or phantom buzz is what they call it. That how many of you have ever been sitting there and you feel your phone go off and you pick it up? And there's nothing there. And there's nothing there. How many of you? How many of you have done that? Honestly, raise your hand in the car. Don't wreck, but seriously, like I raise my hand. how many of us have had the phantom buzz? I have the phantom buzz all the time. I just I swear I just felt my phone go off. I do that all the time. How many of you leave your house, realize 10 minutes down the road you forgot your phone, and you will turn all the way back around and go get your phone? How many of you are believing the lie that you are helping your kids by giving them a phone because if they need you at school or something, they can call you and it just makes it a whole lot easier. They can go to the principal and call. And the principal can call. 20 years ago, it was a very simple thing. If your kid needed you, they went to the, uh, the, the principal's office, the guidance counselor called you, and within five minutes, it was fixed, right? You were on the way. Yeah. What did we really improve by reducing that five-minute time frame? Nothing. In fact, we added to it, right? So here's the thing. We got a new generation that is having problems finding their value. We even have the older generation. Myself is getting to the older generation, but, but, but I like to call them the active generation is me. I don't feel like I've quite crossed the threshold to the older generation yet. Not yet. But we at least have some reference point of life before instant access to constant information, constant filters, constant highlight reels, constant everything of feeling that we're not good enough because all we ever see is all these people with money, all these people with great relationships, all these people with exciting adventures, and they yeah. go to these places and all this stuff. But that's only the highlight reels. They don't show you the real life part of it. Well, yeah. How many people, how many people, suicide rates are up, depression is running rampant across the millennial generation. Uh, the vast majority of uh, school shootings happen uh, with people that were born after the year 1984. So again, I've said this many times. We don't have a gun problem. We have a mental health problem. Mm -hmm. We have a heart problem. We have an emotionally unstable yeah. problem. People every day on social media are just seeing how lame their life looks compared to everybody else's, and it just makes you feel bad and depressed. It would be like this. There's always this saying, well, you know, there's somebody out there that's always going to be better than you. That's a very true statement. Because if there was never, ever anyone that was ever going to be better than someone else, then eventually all sports would die, all innovation would die, all technology would die, all architectural advancements would die, everything would die, all medical advancements would die, etc. There's always going to be somebody smarter, there's always going to be somebody more well, technologically savvy, there's always going to be somebody more talented physically, mentally, um, there, there just always is. But sometimes it's not necessarily also talent, sometimes it's just they're the ones that have the most drive. Correct. 
But we Anyone instantly look at these people all the time. And instead of looking at those people, be honest. How many of you have looked at an entrepreneur or somebody that you follow and you see them with their super awesome retro Chevy Impala SS, talking to myself here, and you're like, dang, why can't I have that? Instead of, man, you know what? Good for him. But yeah, because all those entrepreneurs work their butts off for it. But yes, that is very true. But what I'm saying is I'm talking about the interpretation yeah. of what you're looking at. I would be willing to bet that 100% of you look at that picture and go, dang, must be nice. Instead of, wow, good for them. So like kind of almost have like an other's mindset kind of thing, like appreciating what others have. Exactly. And that boils into the value of things. You see, what we've done through social media, becoming addicts ourselves, and, and oh, Graham, I'm not an addict. I'm not this. I'm not that. Okay, if you're depressed, what do you do? What do you do? You scroll the internet. Mm -hmm. If you're mad at your spouse, what do you do? You go, you go look at uh, an ex-girlfriend or an ex-boyfriend, see what they're up to, maybe respond to a story uh, that they got going on. Uh, if you had a hard day at work, what do you do? Scroll around. Oh, no, 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 you go to the bar. Oh, okay, all right, you're right, you're right, you're right. The point is they're addictions. See, everybody's got an addiction. See, some people, when they have a hard day at work, they go straight to the bar. Mm -hmm. Where they go. Why? Because alcohol has a dopamine effect, a numbing effect, et cetera. Okay, well, I'm not an alcoholic. I don't have problems with drinking. Okay, well, then you go to social media. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. It's created this world of addicts. We're all walking addicts, just walking around looking for a fix. Please, phone, go off. <laughs> because it will distract me from what I'm actually dealing with. And what I'm actually dealing mm -hmm. with is I don't know my own value because what we've done in today's society through lack of values, changing of absolute truth, et cetera, we have, when we were young, we started our value on what our parents thought of us. Yeah. When you're a teenager and adolescent, you find value through your peers, things like that. Before technology, once you became an adult, you found your value through hard work, work ethic, et cetera. But I would argue even then, back in those days, we weren't doing it right. Now, good Lord, now you've got these kids that have cell phones. At I saw a six-year-old with a phone the other day. Ooh, that's not good. Six not good. years old with a phone. Why? I wish I didn't even have a phone sometimes. Why? Well, me and my spouse are divorced, and, you know, I want my son or daughter to be able to talk to me whenever they want to. You're an idiot. I'm sorry. You're an idiot. That's opening up the I come gates from so a broken home. I come from a broken home. I know what it was like to have divorced parents, and I was a single kid or or, or a, a only child, a single kid. I was an only <laughs> child. I was a single kid. I was the only child. I didn't even have nobody to talk to. I had make-believe friends. I was that poor, pathetic kid bouncing the tennis ball off the side of the house back to myself because I didn't have nobody to play with. So listen to me. You're still an idiot, okay? How many emergencies is your kid really using it for to talk to you? None. You're fooling yourself. 
You are fooling mm. yourself. Now, do I think all technology is bad? We've talked about this. No, I don't think technology is bad. I but think we does live it in a control you age. or do you control it? Do you influence technology or does technology influence you? Either way, our value system, people grow up now. People don't even know how to break up with somebody anymore. Yeah. They just ghost them. Like ghosting is a real thing. Mm -hmm. It used to be called cowardice back in my day, but ghosting is a real thing. You just quit texting them. Instead of having the, the emotional maturity to say, look, this isn't working out. It's, it, it's really not you. It's me. This just isn't what I thought that it should be. Mm -hmm. Because people need to learn how to deal with those hard things. And then nowadays we got people, if they're doing bad in school, I've had to get on a list about this. Alyssa will want to do this sometimes too. Our kids struggling in school, let him fail the class. Let him fail it. Some of the best ways to learn in life is to struggle and fail. If you yep. want to, you want me to pay for a tutor? Cool. I got no problems with that. Okay. But if our kid wants to be lazy and not do their schoolwork, I ain't waking up after I got back from the gym at 630 in the morning to help them super quick, like finish their homework real quick because they freaking didn't do it the night. But no, but send his butt to class. Let him get embarrassed in front of everybody. Let him get a zero, and then, by God, he Look. won't do it again. Yeah. But, I mean, that's the way it is, man. I can't tell you how many times I forgot a paper was due, and I had to take that walk with no paper in hand. Everybody in the class knew that I didn't turn nothing in, and I had to walk up in there. Zach don't know this. He was homeschooled. He will never know the trauma of having to walk up and drop your paper off at the teacher's desk, and you ain't got well, nothing. I do that some in college. So, you, you ain't know, got barely nothing, relate. but that's part of it. And then in college, you get people they ought, that honestly shouldn't even be in that college, but you're a donor or you know somebody that yeah. knows somebody and this and that. And then they get through, and then they get a real job in a real world, and they don't even know how to, how to interact in society. I have literally watched younger people, 18 years old right now, in a relationship, they're dating, sitting right next to each other, texting each other. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. Crazy. One of the most annoying things I see is like when there's like a couple at a restaurant yeah. on a date. And they're both on their phones. I'm like, that is lame. Like, well, and, and me and Alyssa actually get in bad habits of that because we are so busy. And this is something that we're actively trying to work on. We are so busy that even our date nights have turned into synchronizing our schedules Ooh, because, yeah. we're, because we're so busy. Not taking the, time. the actual time to sit there and chat with each other. Yes, about, and, and, yeah. and it's more of, okay, where are you going to be on the 5th? Okay, well, you've got to be back by the 7th because we've got this, 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 and this, and then I leave on this, and then blah, 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 blah. And life can do this. But anyway, back to the point. Value. It all equates to we have an unhealthy understanding of what our value is because we base our value off of our status. So kind of what other people think about us. We base our value over what our highlight reel on Instagram looks like. Mm -hmm. we, base our we based our value off of how many likes we get, how many views we get. We base our value off of uh, the job title that we hold. We base our value, especially men, around how much money we make. 
And me, myself, I bring myself to the forefront of this. I struggle with that. I struggle with, you know, am I going to make this much money for forever? Because if I don't make this much money for forever, then people are going to know. Sometimes, sometimes having no success is better than having success at all. And the reason for that is the horrific weight that comes with the idea that you have to maintain the same level of success for forever. It's, it's crippling, man. I mean, it is absolutely crippling. And I realize, what am I putting my value on? Yeah. If I lost everything tomorrow, everything, broke as a joke, $3 in the bank account, completely starting over again, what do I have? And it's something that I've really had to like think about a lot lately because as I'm getting older, I'm wanting to do more things. As we talked about, I want to start educating more. I want to start speaking in churches more. Um, I really want to just spend more time doing the things that I'm actually passionate about. I want to watch my kids' baseball game or tonight, I'm supposed to go watch uh, the football game with my family and not have to think about, oh, my gosh, I can't have too much fun because I got I to gotta find stuff to talk about and, and, and get ready for the show the next day and all this stuff. I want to be able to – I want to be able to take time and focus on real things because our value is not – our value is not how much money we make. Because when it all is ending, when we're all on our deathbed and we're getting ready to meet our maker, the Lord Jesus, we realize in that moment what actually matters. And I've talked to many pastors, I've talked to many friends and everything, and negative one time, never did anybody say, I wish I'd have taken that business meeting. I wish I would have made more money. I wish I would have franchised instead of, you know, stayed uh, independent. I wish I would have gone public instead of this and that. I wish I would have been a better filmmaker or creator or editor. I wish I would have made senior partner at the law firm. Nobody says those things. Everybody says, I wish I had more time to do it the right way. Wish I had more time to serve people more. I wish I had more time to get to know the Lord more. I wish I had more time to, 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 to spend with my children because they're only kids for so long, man. And then they're grown. It, it is profoundly, and I'm an emotional guy. I get that. I'm an emotional dude. It's just the way I am. It's the way I'm wired. Some guys don't care, or at least they pretend like they don't care, but I'm an emotional guy. My oldest turns 12 this year. I got six years left, man. Six years. And then I don't know. They're If they're anything like me, I'll never see them again. <laughs> because they're going to move 27 times. You know, like, I mean, life goes by so quick. And we place our value and understanding on things that do not matter when the only thing that matters is our relationship with the one who cares about us more than anyone else on this planet could possibly care about us. And that is 
God. And the only thing that matters after that is your family and the memories that you create. I drove across the country with my two boys only for all of us to get COVID along the way and then have to drive all the way back. The most miserable experience ever. But you want to know the ironic thing that happened? Both the boys said they had a great time. They loved it. Because they were probably just happy to be hanging out with you. Well, because they weren't sick at the time. Yes. And they were just like, dude, this was awesome. We got to see this. We got to go there. We got to see the wall. We got to see Mexico. Got to do an escape room. Like, they had a blast. So for the rest of their life, they're probably going to remember that cross-country trip with dad. And then they're going to laugh about everybody getting COVID. Yeah. And you're like, remember how sick dad was coming back and blah, 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 blah. It's those moments that matter. I got to watch my son pitch on the mound the other day. Okay? I don't know if he's going to go on to play ball as he gets older. I don't know. I'm not an unrealistic person. Do I think my son is pretty good out there? Yeah, I do. Do I think he's going to play college ball? I don't know. He could hate it come next year. But, yeah. but I got to watch him strike out two people and then get it out at first. Hey. I got to watch that. And normally, I would be the one that missed it. Mm-hmm. Always. I would get the videos sent to me. Our value is not in our status. And we all have got to learn, and I'm saying this as someone that you're listening to my show right now, we've all got to learn to put the phone down. Yeah. And so I think I'm going to try something. I think I'm going to start it. I think I'm going to start it 1 October. Get myself through this week, and I really think that I'm going to— hold you accountable to it. I'm going to start something. I am—obviously, I'm going to film the show. i got contractual obligations. But I am only going to do things and then send it to the people that can upload them there. Stories, things like that for contractual reasons. I think I'm going to attempt and document it. I think we're going to document it. I think that a social media star going without social media for 30 days. Can I can I insert something? Yeah. So like I actually delete Instagram and Messenger and and Facebook off my phone, and I only install it like in the evenings or during lunchtime. Check my messages and then delete it back off. It's the best thing ever. Yeah. Like staying off of social media and not letting it control you is amazing. Well, I think I think taking you guys along this journey could be really cool. I mm-hmm. think I think like and what we'll do is we'll create a daily little blog probably like a minute and then by the end of it we'll have a 30 minute video and we will just document day one all the way to day 30 and then we will provide that to you see what we were talking about earlier providing things that could be of value to you what better way to test the addiction that is social media than for a self-proclaimed addict of social media to to cold turkey this thing, man. Do it. I think, you won't regret it. I think I think we're gonna try it. I think I think starting, uh, we've got freedom on the range on the first. I think starting freedom on the range. I think I, you'll still get content. Don't worry. Everybody freaks out <laughs> every time I say it. we got people that can get that stuff posted. Yes, but I've got people in place that can post that stuff for me. 
about what we talk about and things like that. But I think I'm going to document a 30 day. I'm talking nothing. No Instagram, no Facebook, no YouTube, no Snapchat, no Telegram, no Getter, no t- no uh, uh, Truth Social. Uh, what else is there? No oh. Rumble. I, I all of TikTok. Nothing. See what I mean? Listen, how many things I just named off. And there's still more. And there's still more. I think that'd be a really cool experiment, and it's gonna suck. I'm just gonna be completely honest. No, 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 no. The first week yeah, is it's going gonna be to really hard, suck. especially for somebody like me, because like, like that is my life. I'm constantly checking what is going on, what is this, and I'm interested to see what these episodes are going to turn into when it's not influenced by social media. I'll be very interested to see that. So, do me a favor. Like I said, we're going to start changing this up here. We're going to start doing Q&As. We're going to start doing a normal weekly wrap-up show. And then we're just going to have a whatever's on my heart kind of thing show. So, submit your questions to Graham at DearAmericaMedia.com. That's G-R-A-H-A-M at D-E-A-R AmericaMedia.com. Literally like the show. Dear America. Thank you guys so much for listening. I ask you one thing. If you enjoy the content we give you, I ask you to pay one price, and that is to share this with family, friends, subscribe to the show, give us a rating. Tell somebody about it. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you all again next time.